role oni ninu so je agbara e ta pe ni emi oni je ko lo ogo si fole o alagbara lo nje won ta o ma dara fun o iwuro yi o se ni olori fun adura ati igbani niyanju e pe baba wa ninu oluwa si ori ero ibani soro yi 090-81-200-200 Back on all, Testimony Prophetic Link Lori Facebook Ati Baba Testimony 123 Lori Instagram Jesu Lolua Good morning, this is your wake up Fresh call Fresh FM Oh yeah, one on the clock and this is fresh 107.9 fm at belkuta a very good morning to you and welcome to freshly pressed my name is ralaka bello or daring day and as we do on freshly pressed we're going to be tracking stories from newspapers across the country and around the world so i welcome you officially yes to the after easter edition of freshly pressed and i trust that everybody had a restful you know easter holiday i know you know celebrate is celebrated one as well let's dive straight in we're going to start off with a story from the punch newspaper and the heading reads we've uncovered 50 billion naira hidden debts by amosun government says ogun the ogun state government says it took its diligence to discover an alleged hidden additional 50 billion naira domestic debt left behind by the immediate past administration of senator ibikunle amosun Abiyadun said the figures given to it by Amosun's administration did not capture the entire liabilities it left behind when the former governor left office in 2019. In a statement signed by Kunle Shomori, chief press secretary to the governor, the administration claimed that not less than 50 billion naira in financial liabilities were not accounted for in the financial report handed over to him in May 2019. The governor's statement was a reaction to the report by the Debt Management Office, which stated that the government incurred 58 billion naira domestic debt within the period of his administration. The Debt Management Office in the report revealed that the Kwabiadun led administration borrowed 58 billion naira as domestic debt in 18 months. The DMO report, which was published on March 15, signified that from June 30, 2019 to December 30, 2020, the Ogun State government had acquired a total of over 58 billion naira of local debts. According to the government, the recent report by the DMO showed that the omitted figures by the immediate past administration in the state on the domestic debt had an impact on the DMO report. The statement reads partly, We only got to know about this amount in the course of our carrying out due diligence on Ogun State finances shortly after we took over. As a transparent government committed to being accountable, we had to disclose this for the first time to give a true picture of the state's indebtedness. Governor Dakwa Biodun 
has started paying the retirees and pensioners affected with the first tranche of 500 million naira paid to them last month. Every quarter, the governor has promised to pay them at least 500 million naira until everyone is paid. The increase in the 2020 total debt of the state was due to an undisclosed gratuity and staff liabilities of about 50 billion naira not recognized in the state financial statements in May 2019 at the end of the previous administration. In order to show the complete picture of all state liabilities, the current administration booked the gratuities and staff liabilities in the financial statements of the state, hence the increase. Residents and citizens of the state can attest to how Governor Biodun is completing all the abandoned projects of his predecessor and commencing signature projects and roads. The governor has concentrated on his building our future together with special attention to infrastructure, health, education and agriculture. Also, the welfare and security of the people, which are the primary functions of government, are equally on the front burner. Attempts to get reaction from Amosun failed as the former governor had not responded to the text message sent to his mobile phone as at the time this story came to press. And that's the story coming out of the Punch newspaper. It says we've uncovered 50 billionaire debt hidden by Amosun's government. So the government of Dakwa Biodu is saying, well, when they handed over to us in 2019, there was no full disclosure. But due to our due diligence, we've discovered um, a 50 billion naira debt that you know we've had to inherit and that that debt reflected on the debt management office report that was released recently that said that Ogun State owed about 58 billion naira in local debt so they are saying it's not just you know we didn't borrow this money we inherited it the last administration didn't do due diligence and did not disclose when they were handing over there was this deficit of 50 billion naira and he says that it's because of gratuity and some, I guess, staff liabilities. That's why that debts, you know, arose and that they are already working towards ensuring that they pay the debts back. The story also goes on to say that the governor is focusing on building our future together. And his spokesperson says that everybody in Ogun State can attest to the fact that he's having to, you know, finish up projects that were done by the previous administration. And he's also embarked on new projects, you know, in his administration. But that's the story coming out of Ogun State. Yes, don't forget, if you want to join the conversation this morning, all you have to do is hit us up on Twitter at Fresh FM Abel Kuta. And when I open up the studio lines, by all means, you can join the conversation by calling us on the studio lines. But for now, let's track some more stories. Still on the Punch newspaper, two arrested in Kogi with Buhari Moscow posters. The Kogi State Commissioner of Police, Ayuba Ede, has confirmed the arrest of two persons for embarking on a smear campaign against the president, Muhammadu Buhari, in Lokoja. Speaking with correspondents on Monday in Lokoja, the CP said, around 2.30 a.m. on Monday, personnel of the command arrested two young men who were painting buildings and pasting posters with the inscription, Buhari must go. The police boss stated that while citizens had the right to protest, such must be done lawfully without inciting public. He added that the young men could not have been protesting in the dead of the night, as was being insinuated, noting that painting walls and pasting anti-Buhari posters could not be termed as peaceful protest. Ede added that the command was working around the clock to ensure the protection of lives and property and warned mischief makers to stay clear of the state as the command would arrest perpetrators. 
Meanwhile, the state government has commended the youth in the state for crushing the anti-Buhari campaign. A statement on Monday by the Commissioner for Information, Kingsley Fanwo, described the protesters as imported and sponsored youths who came to the state to campaign against President Mohamedou Buhari. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story from the Punch newspaper. And this is about two youngins in Kogi State who apparently or allegedly have been arrested with Buhari Moscow posters. Now, I don't think that in itself is a crime. I mean, they're allowed to, you know, express themselves, freedom of expression. But what happens after you express yourself (laughs) is a completely different matter sometimes in this country. Um, They say that, you know, they did this in the dead of the night and that the young men were insinuating they were protesting, but the police accosted them in the dead of the night and basically said that painting walls and pasting anti-Buhari posters could not be termed as a peaceful protest. So, I'm trying to understand what charges have been brought against them. Is it vandalism? Is it antisocial behavior? Is it breaking the curfew? Because it sure cannot be for holding the anti-Buhari posters, you know, because I mean, everybody is going to have supporters and they're also going to have opposition, right? But yeah, that's currently what's going on in Kogi State. You can track that story from the Punch newspaper. Well, moving from the punch and from Kogi, I'm taking you to Oweri, to Imo State, but in precise now. This story is from the Guardian newspaper and the heading reads. 1,844 inmates roam free after Imo prison break. The story goes on to explain that the spate of coordinated attacks by suspected separatist fighters against security forces in the southeast continued yesterday as unknown gunmen in the early hours of Monday attacked the Nigerian Correctional Services and the police headquarters in Imo State, freeing 1,844 inmates, after which the hoodlums set the facilities ablaze. During the attack, one person, suspected to be a fleeing inmate, was hit by a bullet carrying his travel bag. His lifeless body was seen on the ground in front of the correctional center located near the government house along Okigwe Road. The gunman also raised Imo State Police Command. Yes, the gunman also raised Imo State Police Command headquarters and burnt almost all the vehicles packed at the command's headquarters. No fewer than 50 cars were set ablaze in the process. Sources disclosed that after the bandits invaded the the command, they also freed scores of detained inmates. They were said to have operated from 1 a.m. till 3 a.m., during which they sang solidarity songs at the government house roundabout for about 30 minutes before attacking the facilities. On breaking into the prison facility with the aid of explosives and dynamite, the attackers told the inmates, go home, Jesus has risen. You have no reason to be here. According to the residents of um, Ikenegbu Layout, Okigwe Road Axis of the Correctional Service, Wedral, there was heavy exchange of gunfire, which was followed by bomb explosion. A resident simply identified as Paul said, I was so terrified. The sound of gunshots was heavy. Those people who invaded the prisons were well armed. They exchanged heavy gunshots for over two hours. I thought the city was gone. The story goes on to explain... The story goes on to explain, according to the Guardian newspaper, that the Guardian gathered that a sizable number of the inmates who fled during the prison break earlier in the day have returned. Though movements around the facility were restricted with scores of soldiers deployed to the area, 
A source from the prison disclosed to The Guardian that around 5 p.m., some of the inmates returned to the center. He said, many of the inmates have returned on their own. They have conscience. We saw them return. The Nigerian Correctional Service confirmed that 1,844 inmates were set free during the attack on its facility. Public Relations Officer of the Service, Francis Enoboro, in a statement in Abuja, said the attackers around 2.15 a.m. gained entrance into the yard by using explosives to blast the administrative block and forcefully released a total of 1,844 inmates in custody. Enobore explained that as a last count, six inmates voluntarily returned to the facility while 35 inmates refused to escape. I'm going to stop right there, but you can track the rest of the story. Um, the rest of it just talks about efforts that, you know, Imo State government is making to ensure that the fleeing inmates are recaptured and to restore some sort of normalcy, you know, to the state. But yes, let's look at some of the details of this story now. First of all, 1,844, you know, inmates roaming, roaming freely in Oweri and its environs. That's on one side. While this prison break was happening, six of the inmates decided, no, 35 of them decided, no, we don't want to be free. They didn't even attempt to escape. They stayed put. They refused escape. Six have come back voluntarily and resurrendered themselves. But 1,844 are still out and about. And I find it interesting that the those in those that are responsible for this prison break, apparently when they broke down the prison, told the people, go home, Jesus has risen. You have no reason to be here. I mean, who made them the apostles and disciples? And is it not baffling that people can turn up with explosives and dynamite and attack a government facility in this country? Like, what's really going on? When I read this story yesterday, I thought this is something that, you know, should come straight out of an El Chapo movie. Not something that you'd expect to hear in Nigeria. But turns out it's happening. It happened in Oweri. It happened in Imo State, a massive prison break. They said the gunmen came in multiple vehicles and they were fully armed and from that story you heard they exchanged gunfire with the security agencies for two hours and at the end of it all they brought out explosives and dynamite and blew up the administrative you know block of the correctional center and were able to help 1844 inmates you know gain freedom illegally so yes security operatives are on it you know to ensure the recapture of the escaped inmates i wonder how long it's going to take them to recapture all of them if they're ever going to really recapture all of them and what the ripple effect of this prison break is actually going to be we've already started seeing some of the signs i mean as of yesterday um my people in umaya and abba were put under curfew you know just because of the spate of insecurity in that part of the country it's 7 15 on the clock and this is fresh 107.9 fm abel kuta let's take a short commercial break and i'll be right back
स्मार्टफोन नेटवर्क लिमिटेड You're listening to 107.9 Fresh FM Seventeen on the clock on Fresh One Hundred Seven Point Nine FM. Abdul, good morning. Welcome back to Freshly Pressed with Rolake. So we're tracking stories from newspapers across the country and around the world, but mostly across the country today. And the next story is coming from the Guardian newspaper. The heading reads: Matawali urges youths to save Nigeria from collapse. Zamfara State Governor Bello Matawali has called on Nigerian youths to rise and save the country from collapse. To make this happen, the governor said, "It is high time Nigerian youths join politics and be part of the decision making across the land." Matawali made the appeal at Arewa House, Kaduna State, shortly after he received Icon of Youth and Standard Icon of Youth and Student Development Award from the leadership of the Northern Youths and Students Forum. represented by Kaburo Palace representing Guso Safe constituencies and Farah in the House of Representatives Matawale said his administration engage youths more than any administration in the states despite security challenges I am a youth like you and it's high time we participated more in politics we have no reason to hide this country is about to collapse and the only way forward is for us the youths to rescue the country there is need for our youth to involve themselves more in politics if we look at the population of this country the youths are the majority so it is high time more youths came out to participate in governance so they can move the country forward the governor stated According to him, youths who lack the wherewithal to participate in elective office should join a political party and be active. He added, "Our challenge as youths sometimes is ourselves. Youths discouraging youths. If our youths can come together with our number as voters, we can lead the country from the presidency down to the councillorship. If our youths are actively involved in politics, they will become party executive, and as such, they will be able to reduce sale of farms at a very affordable rate." Okay earlier secretary general northern youths and students forum aliu ahmed had said today the leadership of this forum has honored a leader par excellence a highly intellectual personality a mentor a role model who has been contributing tremendously towards the development of northern nigeria's youths and students I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story from the Guardian newspaper. The governor of Zamfara state charging Nigerian youths to save Nigeria from collapse. Yes. 
it's interesting some things i agree with some things i'm like sort of you know raising my eyebrows i agree that you know we need more youth participation i agree that you know there's a lot of apathy in nigerian youth in terms of you know involvement and participation in politics and that you can only fix a system from within right so we need to be more active whether talking about it knowing more about what's really going on with governance in this country holding our leaders accountable and then moving on to join political parties and actively vying for positions that's the only way you know the youths are going to fully participate but nobody's going to hand anything to us we have to be involved and fight for the things that we want and the rights that you know we believe will make nigeria better all of this legally so on that note i agree with the governor of zamfara state when he says he charges the youths to be more active and to be more involved in politics the part i disagree is when he says we <laughs> we like if i consider myself a youth which sometimes as you think mm, questionable if that's me oh, and i feel like an a younger i don't know if i'm in the same bracket with the governor of zamfara state so he's not a youth in my opinion but when he was talking he was saying we 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 the youth no you're not part of us sir <laughs> but we agree that the youth need to you know get more involved and participate in politics and you know the electioneering process in nigeria fully let's move away from zamfara i'm taking you to worry right now yes this story made me super happy reading it yesterday and in fact since you know um the news of it started to you know to circulate i've been waiting to hear the official announcement and as of yesterday it's official prince emiko emerges new olu of worry designates it goes on to explain that Descendants of the Shekiri nation from across the country yesterday gathered at Odei Shekiri, the ancestral home of the Shekiri people, to herald the unveiling of the Olu designate Prince Otienye Norishi Shola Emiko 37. The transitional ritual began when one of the chiefs gave a short opening remark and then invited the Yashere Chief Johnson to speak after which he formally announced the demise of His Royal Majesty Ogiame Ikenwole by breaking three native earthen pots containing white native chalks on the floor. This was followed by the presentation of Omoba, the Olu designate to the Shekiri Nation after reading his citation to the assembly. Emiko would be the 21st Olu of Wari and would be crowned after a 90-day seclusion during which he would be schooled on the culture and tradition of the Shekiri people and kingship protocols. The story goes on to explain that Oni of Ife Obadiye Enitongusi Ojaja II was represented at the ceremony by Obakionla Uyitadi Adirera, the Olubusun of Ife, and Adekunli Adiyayo Adiyagbo, the Ore of Otun Ekiti. The Olu designate, who was widely accepted as a successor to the throne, was educated in Nigeria and abroad. He was born on April 2nd, 1984, to Prince Godwin Torisheju Emiko and the late Ogiame. Ikenwole Atuashi II and Gladys Durike Emiko in Wari Delta State. He attended Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation Primary School and then proceeded to Adisei College of Fakwara State between 1995 and 2001. And Prince Emiko was admitted into Case Western Reserve University, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story to, you know, get more details about our new Olu of Wari designate Prince Emiko. Yes, so they're gonna be he's gonna be in seclusion for ninety days and in that ninety days as well the people of Wari, the people of Ishekiri land are gonna be in mourning for the late 
olu of worry so in those three months no festivities no merry making nothing like that and all daughters and sons of Ishekiri land will be expected to tie their wrappers upside down so after the three months of mourning after the 90 days of seclusion then i guess we're going to have the coronation of the 21st olu of worry prince emiko for now prince emiko but soon to be king Emiko of Ishekiri Land. Yes, I'm super excited about this one. A 37-year-old Ulu of Worry. Needless to say, I went to school with him way back in secondary school. So he's always been a thing. His father was the Ulu of Worry when we were in school. So it was always a matter of time, I guess, you know, for him to become the next Ulu. But I guess his time has come. And we say congratulations to the people of Ishekiri Land. It's 7.24 on the clock. You can be a part of the conversation by calling us on 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Drop comments on Twitter at FreshFM. Abel Kuta. Yes, I was taking you back to Oyo, but no way. Drop comments on our Twitter at FreshFM Abel Kuta if you want to be part of the conversation this morning. The numbers to dial once again 080 3322 1079 And this is freshly pressed on Fresh FM Abel Kuta. We're going to take um, a short break. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Your name, my please. Name, my name is Yemi Dins, calling from uh, Obadaoko. Very nice to have you on the show. On, so, uh, good morning. On uh, on Augustus Day, mm. uh, at the beginning of this administration, mm-hmm. people advised the governor, Mr. Pabiadun, to probe emotional administration. Okay. But the government said... We will not prove a motion administration that it will be a sort of distraction to the government. Hmm. But why the complaint now? And I don't think it is too late to prove administration of a senator Ubukoli Amosun. Good morning. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much for your contribution. So our first caller is saying that when um, Governor Dakwa Biodun came into office, people were encouraging him and were pushing and were suggesting for him to probe the past administration of Governor Ibikunle Amosun, but that he said no, and that he, my last caller says that personally, he doesn't think it's too late to probe the past governor. I'm sure that when Governor Dakwa Biodun was, you know, getting sworn in and taking office, he just did not want it to seem like it was witch hunting, which is what most new governors do. When people push and say, oh, the past administration, look into their dealings, look into their books, probe them. They come in and they always give us the speech of, no, I'm just here to do my job and to serve the people. I'm not here to witch hunt anybody. And I'm sure that's exactly what happened. But now they're coming out to say this 50 million, this 50 billion isn't ours. We inherited it. Hello. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name and where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Miracle. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome, sir. Let's have your contribution. On the issue of this uh, country, that the what's so called breaking up, that is the youth by the governor. I want the majority of everyday want this country. There is no more, no, no where this uh, federal government can hide anymore. Because what they have been agitating for is resourcing and resource control. You don't want them to go, go into the political something by the time they want to campaign 
Oh, but I don't want to get the food and they will put it there. I want them to execute it because this administration, this part in power now, APC and the Buhari, they should have set up the what so called the new day, they have set up the committee. They Let them implement if you don't want anything. So to, to, to say this uh unity of this nation is not negotiable, it's negotiable unless we do the right thing. If you don't do the right thing, it's negotiable. So let them let them do the right thing. much sir i appreciate you and your contribution zero eight zero thirty three twenty two ten seven nine zero nine zero seven eight hundred ten seven nine those are the numbers to dial if you want to be part of the conversation hello good morning good morning good morning good morning to you sir good morning i'm kaede from abekuta welcome mr kaede nice to have you here let's have your contribution glad to have you also again Uh, you you, see uh, I want to dwell inside the Ogun State's um, hidden debt okay. uh, that was left behind by Amosun unannounced. Hmm. You see, the Amosun that we know will, uh, that he will left office without distorting the account book of Ogun State will have probably surprised me. <laughs> I am telling you. Uh, this is a man that we thought was honest, have the truth, and f- should probably come to pay I mean, to play fear, uh, be fair to all. But unfortunately now, I was in the vanguard then. Let me tell you, I've been in the vanguard that this man must be probed. I used to say it on radio, that a Muslim must be probed uh, over all the ze- overzealousness that he brought to bear on Ogun. And that a Muslim left a hidden debt, it was not surprising at all, because the government of the day, led by Governor Dabwabodun, who could not hide his feelings against this negative or unethical behavior has been uh, uncomfortable now. Uncomfortably being alleged to have borrowed more than 50 billion or 58 billion, I guess, by the uh, late, um, paper you read this yes. morning. I think um, this is high time we um, moved to make sure that Amosun probably come out now and then say something about this. We must force him to come and say something because we. I understand also that you read that messages, calls were sent to him, but he didn't reply. Mm. Oh, people must rise up because we cannot continue like this, whereby we don't enjoy electricity, not even his own problem there, but mm. water. People have been mentioning water, and this man, Governor has been moving up, forward, and down, to and fro, to make sure that. Uh, People enjoyed what water. Hmm. So why would Amosu left office and people are suffering in terms of getting amenities just ordinary water, which God has given on endow us? One would not ask question why did Amosu had to hide such enormous facts. But now I think it's better for us to uh, 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 to, to 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 challenge tradition and convention of stealing 
challenge tradition and convention of corruption. Are you with me, sir? Mm. Yes. And I believe that uh, a man who is, which is, uh, who has a, um, is vital for people to, I mean, and I have the sense of uh, vital importance to make sure that people have some kind of distinctiveness must not go to hide another people's, I know, uh, our common patrimony. This money must be retrieved from Amoso fast <laughs> if we want to go somewhere. Hmm. And I believe that as Dapo and his lieutenants or officials are listening to us this morning, I know they must be listening to us. If they want to come back and then enjoy the, uh, the, the, the uh, what do you call it, second time, they must say that this money is taken back for, to the to the treasury of the Ogun state. If not, I think they will probably be seen as being only Agbel Agbekoloke Ojale. Then to then to Bale, and that must use his energy and time now. He has the anointing mandate of us all. I must ask for that money. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your contribution. You are appreciated, Mr. Kayade, as always. Yes, the numbers to dial remain the same. 80 1079 Hello, good morning. Uh, hello, good morning. Good morning uh, to you, sir. Yes, good morning. Yeah. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Let's have your contribution. Yeah, I... I'm uh, talk about the state uh, Mr. Following, the, the network is breaking where you are. Can you change location, please? Uh, look, can you, okay, can that's I, that's can better. Yes, you can. So, like I said, I said it's very very lovely that uh, that like you said that never too late hmm. for anything. You understand now. You can still make uh, a probe now. You understand now if you really want, uh, you know make a, a kind of transparency like he said i mean the governor you understand you can still go ahead to do that you understand to make a probe because you know having not done it now it's going to be done even if after he has left too you understand mm. so that it won't be like double you know chase you understand he has to make the transparency to be occurred to the people you understand and that's the most important thing now and again uh to uh, i mean i don't know the killings, I mean, those uh, uh, the people that came to uh, to attack the uh, American prison in Imo State or yes, okay. Imo State jailbreak. Yes. I, I think it's, it's a condemned situation. You understand? Uh, like he, the IPOP said, I think they should do proper investigation. You understand? To make a good clearance. You understand? Because as it is now, everybody is going to figure out that it's IPOP that did that. But having come out falsely immediately after the something came up, you know, like it means that they need to do more investigation so that we can see the rudiment of that, you know, attack or the jailbreak. Thank you very much. Good thank, morning. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you and your contribution. Very nicely said from my last caller. Our studio lines are live. You can join the conversation this morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Name, please, and where are you calling uh, me from? I'm this comrade Akiyemi from Itaoshin. Nice to have you on the show, comrade. Welcome. Let's I'm have your contribution. Ve- I'm very happy to also be true this morning. Mm. I want to talk concerning the death of the Ogun State. Mm. <clears throat> you see, everybody are just saying that Prince Dakwa, we are going to investigate the matter. The 
uh, uh, financial statement of the Ogun State Record. And people have forgotten that uh, the person we are talking about, which happened to be the uh, previous governor of the state, is also a chartered accountant. Hmm. They, who, you, by the virtue of the auditor, who is to be the auditor? Is it not a professional chartered accountant? Somebody that possessed or obtained a, a certificate from the ICANN or the ANA. Hmm. That is just the issue. And they will also be at the back of every one of each other. So, hmm. please, let Prince Antwabionu continue with what he has to do. Let him live what he's doing presently and let him concentrate in the administration. Let him pay all what he has to pay and let him go like that. <laughs> I will just that be my only kindly advice. But personally, it will look like shitting. Are you getting I'm me? with you. Yes, sir. Uh, so please. That is my only kindly advice for okay. this present governor of the other state. Okay. Thank you very much. And the Imo State prison break mm. <laughs> is, is very disturbing. I will, by the, by the years of our democracy, in the, uh, the years of our uh, democracy, mm. I think we should not be experiencing such things again in this country. Mm. We should be a part of the uh, a country that the, the upcoming country should be pointing to that look at Nigeria the way their democracy is moving beautifully and fantastic but it's very very disturbing that people that are already in position in Nigeria hmm. they are a terrible people <laughs> and then we have said it that is just I'm listening to uh, all my friends yes sir Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you and your contribution on the show this morning. You're really appreciated. Okay, so we're tracking comments on Twitter now. My studio lines are still live if you'd like to join the conversation. Okay, hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Rolake. Hi, good morning to you. Your name, please, and your location. Thank you. My name is Honorable Larry Guy. I get from him from the Tukus Party, I think. Welcome, sir. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Rolag, let me congratulate him, uh, you know, on his uh, appointment as the new member of Bali. And uh, an opportunity for the youth to really exhibit, you know, that they can do it better. They have, you know, the genuineness, they have, you know, the idea, the modern way of things that will make people, you know, make life better for the people. So, Hmm. I mean, something that is very interesting. We shall be on the lookout to see. You know, you'll be able to handle that truth. Hmm. So that, you know, but we don't pay for a successful tenor. And the, on the jailbreak, you worry, that is starting quite unfortunate. I don't know the intention of those people that went there to go and, you know, really, you know, hurting criminals. Are they saying that we should have more criminals in Nigeria? 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you and your contribution. On Twitter, Edum A. Abayomi says, it's not about the amount of debt the last administration owed. It's about the time of revelation despite repeated calls by concerned Ugu indigenes. We're talking about our collective patrimony here and not some personal business that could be treated as paddy paddy. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for your comments. But Adamilola 3 says, those responsible for the prison break didn't plan that within a week or two. Escaped inmates are a threat to the society at large. Sincerely, the atmosphere of our nation is polluted with fear and insecurity. Do we still have a government? In God, we trust. Are you American? In God, we trust. <laughs> Shagun Bogi says, our leaders, both security and political, are complicit as far as insecurity is concerned in Nigeria. What happens to intelligence department? How could jailbreak take place for over two hours without resistance and no single arrest made? How many inmates have been rearrested in Edo? Yes, so thank you very much. Valid questions there. Ishalalu Dari one says, some of your callers don't understand what the state government is saying. The government, it's, the government said it added inherited workers' liabilities to what the DMO published. I don't know why, what if DMO statistics usually involve money a government is owing workers. Also, why is, why is this just coming out? Thank you so much. I appreciate you for your contribution. I mean, that question, we need to forward it to Ogun Government House. <laughs> Why is it just coming out? Not to me. Critical Scorpio says, prison, break, prison breaks occur everywhere. Unfortunately, when will Buhari declare killer herdsmen terrorists? Okay, I'm confused. Killer herdsmen on one side... The prison breaks that you see occur everywhere. Indeed, all over the world. We've heard stories here and there. But this is Nigeria. We're not talking about everywhere. And we're talking about the fact that this happened for, according to the story, over two hours. And they were able to take explosives and dynamites and, you know, blow administrative block of the correctional center. And in the process, 1,844 inmates escaped. The only place I would assume this kind of thing would happen is in maybe one of the South American countries where we already have prisons that the prisoners are their own guards, right? But this is Nigeria, not, you know, Peru or Ecuador. Let's take another call. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Good morning, my dear good people, my sister and my brother there. Good morning to you. Your name, please, and where are you calling okay. us from today? I'm Jim Akeno. I'm calling from Indonesia. God bless you. God bless you too, sir. Thank you. Let's have your contribution, I, sir. I, 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 think, I, I think at this point and at, at this stage, I want to uh, urge my dear amiable governor, Prince Dr. Akwabedu, hmm. to look into the books. Because uh, we all have realized that so much needs to be done in the good state in terms of delivery of dividends to the people. And uh, of course, we need money to do all of these things. And if the money of the people and in this case, we will state people. Uh, if the monies are in certain places where they are all not to be, whether it's Amosun or whoever, such money must be must be brought back to the to to mm. to the uh, to deliver the good for the people. I'm not about their policy today about whether somebody is hunting or not hunting. We are talking of accountability here mm. and. Uh, all hands must be on deck to ensure we will set move forward. Have a good morning. Thank you very much. Same to you, sir. Thank you for your contribution. 
Okay, well, back to Twitter. See what comments we have here. But Adam Lala 3 says, being a chartered accountant doesn't guarantee honesty or transparency. If a 50 billionaire debt was hidden, then the accountant general with the governor should be held responsible for this. I agree that, you know, the occupation you have is not a reflection on your integrity or on the kind of person you are. I mean, like, when we complain about the police sometimes, who do you report the police to? Do you report the police to the police? Or if your HR is doing inappropriate things, do you report HR to HR? How exactly do you handle it? So, I understand why you say, "Mm," because a chartered accountant does not mean all the money is going to be where the money is supposed to be. It could just be that, you know, all the figures are where they are supposed to be, but the money does not match. So, yeah, right, but Adamilola 3. Hello, good morning. Hello. Yes, what's your name and where are you calling us from today? Engineer Falabi, I'm calling from Songo. Hi, Engineer Falabi, huh? welcome on the show. <laughs> nice Thank to you have very you much. here. Let's have your contribution. Yes. Happy, happy sign at Arias. Thank you, sir. Same to you, yeah. same to you. Yes, yes. Uh, I think um, governance is continuing. Hmm. Uh, we should take it according to the process. Do we not have uh, the state assemblies? Hmm. The state assemblies can take up the auditing aspect of the issue of Ogun State. And they will, they, will, they, they, they will reveal a lot of things. Auditing is necessary. It's is it perfectly necessary whether you are a shattered accountant or whatever hmm. that does not mean that you there, there will be some kind of hidden uh, uh, result when when they discover when they discover anything so to me somebody who said that uh, because amazon was a chatter does not mean <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's out of his anyway the gov- the government of Ogun state the government not only the governor, the governor of Ogun State should it the last administration and bring out and call him and call the last governor or whoever who most of the component of the last government should be called hmm. and ask question so that fifty billion is not a small money. Good morning. Thank you so much for your contribution. I appreciate you. Ayato Imbadishin Olu Strings on Twitter says, bringing Amosun's government to judgment is the easiest thing. But he says, but getting... But getting him really pay, really to pay for his misdeeds is a hard nut to break. Our political leaders have a way of buying their way through the courts. How many of the probed government officials have really been punished so far? Valid question. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Your name, please, and where are you calling from? I am Wahid. I'm calling from Abelza. Nice to have you on the show, Wahid. Let's have your contribution. Uh, uh, yes, Rolake. Hmm. Uh, we have to be very, very careful. Yes, the personal about the I'm talking about the debt of Ogun State. Okay. Uh, we have to be very, very careful. I know one of the rules of uh, one of the rules uh, in journalism, especially in this uh, broadcasting uh, journalism, is when we are discussing about the personality that is not in your studio. I think the, the presenter of the Mr. program... Mr. Waid, what's your contribution, sir? Uh, yes, this is my contribution, my dear sister. Uh, we have to be very careful, like, like I said. Let us look into the report, I mean, the the uh, message, the press statement released by state government very well. And let us decipher the message in that, uh, in that uh, uh, press release. 
we are, we are talking of the how much the government has borrowed between social social time and social social time. I, I don't think that 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 is the fault of any previous government or whatsoever. So if you say yeah. if you say we should be careful and we should analyze the article, were you listening to the article that said that this government said that that money they inherited it? It's not about what I think or what you think. It's we, what we, was in we, the paper. Please let us get it. I'm not getting anything. I'm only and I'm only reading what is in the newspaper. I don't work for the government. And the newspaper said that the government said they inherited the debts. Are you are you saying I don't have opinion to my No, but in your in your bid to give your opinion, you are trying to rubbish everybody else's opinion and also tell us that what the newspaper article said is not appropriate. Share your opinion. Don't talk about anybody's opinion. Just share yours. I'm not talking of I'm not talking of anybody's opinion. What I'm saying in essence is that the message in the press statement is not what we are discussing now. Now, what we are discussing is someone alleging someone that a social amount, amount of money was stolen. That, that is it. Now, the message we are talking about is about the debt. I read the, the, the debt profile of Open State that being released by that agency. They are talking of the money borrowed by the state government from social time to social time. So the government of today is talking about the liability inherited. That 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 is does it. Thank you. Good morning. Okay. Thank you for your contribution. I think so that we don't cross cross wires, right? Because I don't really understand Mr. Wahid's point. I'm going to reread that story to you so that anybody that wasn't listening can listen properly now. I'm not here to tell you any story. I'm reading directly from the newspaper. What the debt management office said, I'll quote it. What the representative of Ogun State Governor said, I will quote it. But how I feel, how you feel are two different things. What the story says is what we are discussing. And if of that story, some people think the former governor should be probed, they're allowed to share that. And if others think the current administration is playing tricks, they're allowed to think that too. I'm only here to read what the newspaper says to you and for us to discuss off of that. And the story says, the Ogun State government says it took its diligence to discover an alleged hidden additional 50 billionaire domestic debt left behind by the immediate past administration of Senator Ibikule Amosun. Abiodun said the figures given to it by Amosun's administration did not capture the entire liabilities it left behind when the former governor left office in 2019. The governor's statement was a reaction to the reports by the Debt Management Office, which stated that the government incurred 58 billionaire domestic debts within the period of his administration. The DMO in the reports revealed that Dakwa Abiodun-led administration borrowed 58 billion naira as the domestic debt in 18 months. The DMO report, which was published on March 15, signified that from June 30, 2019 to December 30, 2020, the Ogun State government had acquired a total of 58 of over 58 billion naira in local debts. According to the government, the recent report by the DMO showed that the omitted figures by the immediate past administration in the states on the domestic debt had an impact on the DMO report. So I quote that again. According to the government, 
the government says that the recent reports by the DMO showed that the omitted figures by the immediate past administration in the state on the domestic debt had an impact on the DMO report. So I'm going to stop right there. And I think that right there is the bone of contention. DMO says, Ogun State, you've borrowed between X amount of time and X amount of time over 58 billion naira. Ogun State government comes out to say, due to our own due diligence, so we discovered a hidden 50 billion debt that was left to us by the previous administration. And that this domestic debt that we discovered has reflected in the DMO reports. That's what Ogun State government is saying. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, that's another matter. Whether you believe, whether you disbelieve, that's another matter. But that is what the statement and the story says. DMO says you've borrowed. State government says we've not borrowed though. Our debt ref- um, profile is only high like this because we inherited 50 billion worth of BC. And that's it. Let's take another call on the show. Hello, good morning. Hola, que. Good Hola, morning. Que. Good morning. Who, who will believe our report? Hmm. Uh, we have been much concerned with the so much approval of others. When you do like that, you might be tempted to lie. Hmm. You might be tempted to come to the station like this, a formidable station of yours, and then, then want to cheat or shape the truth. Uh, you see, I want to tell us all, this is these are hidden, hidden. Look at those keywords, hmm. hidden debts, which was not made known to this government when the government was coming in or coming up, and then somebody hid it. Somebody hid our money, and we are saying we should not probe such person. Who does that? I'm asking. I'm Kaidi hmm. from Abeokuta. Yes, welcome I back, Mr. Kaidi. Hmm. Who does that? I mean, I, I wonder, what does Abuso have two heads that he would take away our money, just took it like that, and then we will not talk? No. Please, Governor Dapabiodun, I am very, very hot this morning. If you don't prove this, man, then it means you are an accomplice. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Kaede. We appreciate you for calling us back. Family Show Inca on Twitter says, Governor Dapabiodun. Governor Dakwabiadun can never get to the root of this matter, even if he tried to investigate former Governor Mosun. At least for the fact that he's an accountant, he planned what he did well. Let's leave him to God. We shall see their end. Good morning. Artaning Bola says, Good morning, Nigerians. Congratulations to the new Olu of Wari. May the King of Kings see him through. Yes, he says, On breaking of prison in Imo, it shows the level of our insecurity in the nation. We need to do the needful. It's 7.54 on the clock. I am out of time. My name's Rolake Bello Oderindi, and this is Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. Have a fantastic rest of your day and an even better week. Enjoy. Broadcasting worldwide, the latest hits and the greatest memories. Fresh, Fresh. 107.9 FM. From the rock city of Nigeria, rock city of Nigeria, this is Fresh 107.9.
Good day, listeners. This is introducing Omega Pro, a forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade Forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. Omega Pro, a Forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade Forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in Forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade Forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. For inquiries, just WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. The number again, 080-6846-3912. WhatsApp only, please, to attend our live business presentation on WhatsApp and Zoom daily. Omega Pro, Omega Pro, a Forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade Forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in Forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. You don't even need to quit your present job or business. Just sit back and relax and let Omega Pro trade Forex for you and pay you huge profits every day. For inquiries, just WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. WhatsApp FX to 080-6846-3912. The number again, 080-6846-3912. WhatsApp only, please, to attend our live business presentation on WhatsApp and Zoom daily. Omega Pro, Omega Pro, a Forex trading company that uses artificial intelligence to trade Forex and deliver huge profits to her clients every single day. Forex trading is a very stable and lucrative business. It has been around for over 300 years. Unfortunately, many Nigerians lose money in Forex because they try to do it all by themselves. You cannot study medicine for three months and be a medical doctor. Stop wasting your money. Let the experts do it for you and deliver huge profits to you every single day. No skill or experience is needed. 